Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Nathan's going to get paid the way it goes. Now you have to pay him. That's two to three guys on that team or possibly one or two receivers that won't be there. Or I know Sook's one of your top-end high-paid linemen, and you have other guys. So who are you getting rid of that's going to hinder the team to bring Nathan back? So uh, when you look at the really the skill set of what he brings, it's going to be a lot less talent around him next year. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is the RP Show. We're coming in hot into hour two, everybody. Welcome to Ballers Rec Room. I want to say it's the heart of Great Cup festivities. The 109th CFL Championship game will be played Sunday at Mosaic Stadium, but the week is well underway. And we've had a lot of our great friends and guests come by this week here at Ballers. The biggest party of the week is here Friday night. We'll tell you more about that later. But we have the voice. The voice. If you're just tuning in on Game Plus or the podcast platforms or WQEE, Farhan Lalji and Dave Miller were with us last hour. They're the appetizers. The brains. (laughs) The appetizers, I said. (laughs) We have the voice of the Grey Cup, Rod Smith. How you doing, buddy? Rod Peterson. It's truly the Rod Show now. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thrilled to be on it. Yeah, Thank man. I'm, I'm looking forward to the game. Are, are, by the way, are you a Roderick or a Rodney? Rodney. Okay, I'm a Roderick. Oh, are you? Yeah. We've never... Although Matt uh, Dunnigan calls me Rodney all the what's time. What's Rod so. Black? Can he break the tie? I think, break I think the he's Rodney. I think he is as well. Okay. So, yeah. uh, another fine gentleman. Yeah, absolutely. Great this dude. will not be your first Grey Cup. No, I did it last year. Yes, last year was my right. first. And what a way to start. I mean, the game, uh, Cats lead it. 12 points going into the fourth quarter. Winnipeg stays poised, come back, force overtime, and a dramatic ending. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't have asked for more. It was a thrill. So I'm, And this is a different sort of thrill to call the game. But the last yeah, – I think the only place I've never been to a Grey Cup is Saskatchewan. I'm, the last one I missed was 2013, and I would have loved to have been here when the Rough Riders won it. At, on oh, that was so, fun. Yeah. That was a great day. Well, and, for, again, I was just telling the guys about the lay of the land. Because we've changed and grown every time you guys come on. There's something new and right. something different, right? So we're on the radio uh, in Metro Atlanta, WQEE, and in 31 states. So you can watch the game on ESPN2. But, of course, TSN will have it all across Canada in the entire pregame. Um, How is your week? What's, what, what does your week entail? Well, it's different for me than when I, I hosted our studio show that Kate Burness hosts now. And uh, when I did that, there was something to do every single day. It was busier. You started right on the Monday. This is more, um, I want to go to practice. I want to talk to players. I want to go to the award show. Uh, you know, so I want to take in some of the, the pageantry of the week and, and, and the festivities and everything else. But a lot of it is just being here, being in place, and preparing. And it's not so much names and numbers anymore. I've, you know, We've all seen these teams so many times, those of us who've worked on the games. And it's just more about... Um, just notes and individual players about the game itself. And, and uh, uh, the final couple of days, I'll probably be locked down in my hotel room and just, just getting ready for it and looking at a lot of uh, their games and highlights from the course of the season. So a lot of it is just preparation for Sunday. I feel like the last time you were on was we were going into this 2022 season because you'd said, and a lot of guys had said, we're kind of past COVID in terms of regulation. It right. feels like a real season. So That's- now that we're at the end of it, did it feel like a real season? Absolutely. Last yeah. year was short, and remember, we didn't start till what August fifth. Yeah, and it was it was over. What did go into December, but it was still a shorter season, and that felt different. But this one, um, it, it really was. It felt like 2019 again. I I suppose some differences. The world's never going to be exactly the same coming out of this pandemic. You know, we still see that now, but it did feel a lot more normal. It was great. It was you know being able to go down to the field and talk to players. Right. 
You know, that's something we couldn't do last year. We were told, go right to the booth, and you can't go from there. You're restricted. Go call the game, leave. And that changed this year, and it's, it's, it's been nice. I've, uh, it felt a lot more back to normal. Okay, i got a million questions for you now. They're all popping into my head here. The viewers, can we say for next segment I'll get to your questions? I'm hogging these guys. I don't get to talk to them that often. So, you guys split up your crews last weekend for the division finals. Yeah. Why? How does that work? I don't know. The uh, our, our boss, Paul Graham, does the schedule in advance, and I'm sure he has his reasons why he likes to he likes to mix and match. So sometimes, like this year, I've done games with Glenn Suter, done games with Dwayne Ford, and with Matt Dunnigan. And, um, and I don't mind the variety at all. They're all great guys. They're all, they all bring different skills to what they do in the booth. And so, and I'll be with Glenn Suter for the call of this one. And Glenn has been, well, he's... He's been doing it um, every time since we He's uh, the got goat. the great. Yeah, well, you know, going back to 2008, and then before that too, before you know, we got the uh, the Great Cup rights. But um, but I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't uh, I don't know why you don't ask questions. I don't ask questions. I just like being. I'm just glad to be involved. Honestly, and I know that sounds like just a cliche answer, but it's true. And and because I like and get along with them and appreciate them all, I don't mind the variety as well. Well, so I was what I've learned, Rudd, Rick. Leaving this fine province, getting out, sampling the world. There's great CFL fans outside Saskatchewan. Yes. Really I are. didn't know that. Yeah. So I'm at a, just hang on, I'm at a house party in Airdrie with yeah. Lions fans and Stamps fans. Yeah. And we had a blast for the semifinal. And I'm like, watch the guys' ties here. They will never match. The crew will never match who's on the field. Correct? Yes. <laughs> and you know what? Because yeah. we were talking before this about Twitter and I'm a little, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not as crazy. Everybody gets, you know, it's inevitable. You'll get hate on Twitter. And so at times I usually go in cycles where, if, you know, if the hate's a bit too much, then I get off of it for a little while and then I get back on. And I do remember uh, a couple of times, there was one time that inadvertently I wore a tie. This was a couple of years ago, actually. And I think it was a red-black tie that I had in Ottawa had been playing and people knew I was originally from Ottawa. I was an old Ottawa Rough Rider fan, not a red. Same thing. Not a, no, it's not. No, it's not. Anyway, but I've been accused... But I do remember that. I do remember getting people were chirping in. Like, we know Because I, I don't know if they came back and won. So and when there's a comeback and something unexpected, there's always a little bit more excitement in your voice. You know it. You've done years of, of play-by-play. And I bet you you can't can, hide it. You've been criticized as well for, you know, for favoring one team over the other. So, um, But it's funny you mention that. It's funny you notice that because it's true. Very careful. Or what I'll do is, for example, I, I, you know, for, I haven't decided I brought some options out for ties, things like that. Um, I don't mind there being blue in the tie because it's the Argos and the Blue Bombers. Yeah, you'll be fine there. But not blue and gold and not blue and light blue. I mean, so you, you, you believe me, you do think of those things, probably going with something different, maybe red. I actually brought some green ties out, and I thought that might be a, a good nice place touch. to wear it. Well, yeah. I thought this is the place to do it. Yeah, well, listen, I didn't pick it up on my own. Suter told me. I, yeah. I'm not that bright. I took too many <laughs> pucks off the head. Suter <laughs> said, I, I don't think he owns a green tie. He just won't wear it because <laughs> he gets so much, you know, yeah. you know what it is. Yeah. Um, Ted in Red Deer. No, it's Nelson. Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, writes in. He says, we always talk and hear about players' routines. What does game, di- game day look like for Rod Smith from morning to game time? Again, for those that just tuned in, he will call the 109th Great Cup this Sunday. Okay. What's your day? Um, the, um, there are a number of things. I always try to get away from cramming, and it's not as big of a problem late in the season because – I'm comfortable with names and numbers and schools and situations, everything like that. You, you just absorb it over the course of the season. But I will, as much as I do prep earlier in the week, I always do, whether I need it or not, I start to cram frantically day of. It's kind of a routine, and I feel comfortable with it. Not a panic, but just wanting to make sure, is there anything else that I missed? You know, I'd love to tell you I have that comfortable moment, go have breakfast, and everything is ready. As yeah. Matt Dunnigan would say, the hay's in the barn, no problem. I like uh, I don't care how prepared I am. I always feel like I have to go back and look at something. And what what helps me, and I started to do, and I don't know, I, I'm sure this has been done many times, and maybe you did it, but I will draw up a, a chart of positions and just put numbers and color code it, and that's my, of the depth chart. And so I'll have it down on a sheet of paper, and I'll sometimes walk around in the hotel room, and I've got to the point where I want to see a number and see a name. So no names are written down. So I see a number, I see a name, and I just walk around and I just speak it out loud, and I'll just go through all the numbers. That's them. So by the time, to me, the number one thing was that I never want to go through because I was doing junior hockey years ago, and didn't wasn't familiar enough with the roster. 
And I never forgot that lesson because I don't know if you ever it's went a, through his panic mode. Of course. Who, who is this? And you're looking. Not a good feeling. Like, no, it's not. It's terrible. And, and so to me, the number one priority is if I see a number, it's a name. I don't even need to see letters. The number tells me who it is and body type and everything else too. But once I have that down, then I feel good to go. And uh, I have a routine when I get to the stadium in the booth. I like to take my binoculars out and just when they're in warm up, and I just go through. Yeah, me and too. I just, and I just speak the names. Just speak the names all along, and then I en- envision scenarios too. So. What about the money maker? You ever um, worried about yeah, losing the voice? I've, I've been asked about that before. It, it actually happened. Um, it happened to me once. Um, you know, we've done lots of games with sore throats. Again, yeah. I, I'm sure you have, but a sore throat doesn't. You don't lose your voice. Uh, it happened once in 2002. I was doing CFL play-by-play for the uh, Ottawa Renegades in their first year. First year CFL's back in Ottawa against the BC Lions. And I lost my voice. And it was, I mean, it sounded, while I was calling it, um, it just sounded like, um, you know, and there's Ottawa, Coach Joe Pow Pow. Your voice would still be deeper than anyways, most others. So, but anyways. But, yeah. it, it, it was, but that, that I, uh, aside from that, no. And in terms of care, just... Drinking lots of water, um, but but aside from that, quite honestly, I know I don't do much different. Than well, it's else, pretty so. cool because this is a trade; it's an art. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people seem to think anybody can do it, but not anybody can do it, as you know. Peter Marr, guys like that, yeah. you know, all those legendary oh, yeah. boys. Have tea, have vinegar, yeah. have honey, have whatever. <laughs> Everybody has their own yeah. little thing, and just protect it more than anything. Uh, Mandy's watching in Edmonton. She says it feels like Football Friday on a Wednesday. You're welcome. Ta-da. <laughs> That's what's great about this show. And I said, it's going to be CFL all week long. Garnet in North Battleford says, who was doing the color with Rod Smith on TSN for the Grey Cup? Go Glenn, ahead. Glenn Suter. And how many will have been for him? For him? Well, for us, this is what, 14. I believe this is the 14th that TSN has done. So this will be his 14th. Yeah, because 2008 was, we missed one in 2020. So it'll be number 14. So... Uh, he's going in the Hall of Fame, the FRC Hall of Fame, uh, for a tremendous body. Well, not only great body work as a player, but also as a broadcaster as well. 27 years. He was a great player. There's no doubt about it. Hey, can you take a swing at our poll question today, which is for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. They have dealerships all across the Canadian prairies and the state of California. Will Bo Levi Mitchell sign with the Hamilton Tiger Cats? I think he will for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, I just can't imagine that the Ticats would do this without knowing, having a good idea of ballpark, what it's going to take to please him, including money and not just money too. I mean, uh, their OC is Tommy Condell. I mean, uh, you know, I think Bo, and he said this too, he wants to be satisfied, not, not only with a contract, but the situation that he's getting into the players around him, everything else that's going to matter. And he wants to go to free agency and test it out. But I just get the feeling and i know you talked to dave naylor earlier about this too based on precedent it would just be odd to me to make that move and then not be able to sign him i also think he needs a change i mean he's 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 legendary in calgary but i think it 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 probably at this stage for him it wouldn't be a bad idea to get out of the uh get out of the west and into a division that with due respect to the four teams and i've covered them a lot um you know the way they started this year there was such an imbalance it's 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 um I think ultimately it got more competitive, but for a while, you know, it's an easier division. I think it, historically, anyway, to dominate in, I think, and, and I think that Hamilton team is not far away. Okay, I got to stop you because I defer to your football knowledge. You played university football, right? Yes. Were you a center? I was, I, was a, I was a center, then a tackle at Queen's yeah, University. Okay. Yeah. I'm a hockey guy. First, so I don't really like analyzing the players. To be honest, my 20 years with the Riders was somewhat stressful because I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, so I'll defer to you with Bo. Did you see the downgrade that everybody tells me they didn't have it anymore physically? Um, was it that evident? Uh, last year, I think it was because he was hurting. This year, I didn't think it was that. And he talked about him, we talked about him to him several times that his arm felt good. The shoulder felt good. So, no, and I still think he has gas in the tank. I really do. He's a and smart And fire in his belly. Oh, he does. <laughs> and and I, I think – I didn't notice it as much this year. And I was, um, I was a little surprised because when the move was made in Toronto and Mayor came in and led them back to victory, that Dave Dickinson went to Mayor again in Winnipeg shortly after. And I don't think there were any regrets over the decision. I think Jake Mayer is going to be a fine young quarterback. But um, it surprised me a bit only because – from my standpoint, I still think that Bo Levi Mitchell has it. He's had a he's had a bad couple of years. We so. got we got 
two minutes here. I guess you can stay for another segment if that's cool. Absolutely. Okay? But two minutes in this segment. Cody Fajardo, I've been accused of just loving my guys too much. I love Darian. I love Cody. And yep. But I don't see it for what it is. So what is it with Cody? Well, um, oh, boy. I'm sorry. Am I, are these two poignant questions? No, no, no. I'm just thinking, seeing him play a lot, too. And, and yeah. I know what you're saying. I like him. And I think he's a CFL quarterback. Maybe not. A good one. You know, he is. I don't yeah. know what his future is in Saskatchewan right now. Obviously, well talked about. And maybe he needs a change of environment as well. But I still remember him in 2019 when he emerged and, um, and, and did so well. I think, um, I think there are times, like Dane Evans, I think sometimes they're their own worst enemies, trying to do too much, almost trying uh, so hard. And, you know, in situations like with, with Cody, when his protection is breaking down, um, he, I think he has a bit of a stubborn streak to him. But I also think he's a talented QB, and he has shown that in green and white over the years. So uh, I certainly wouldn't be ready to give up on him. But I can, you know, um, there were other issues I think on that offense too. I mean, yeah. including the injuries and and especially up front. And you know, I, I don't know that one because I, I do think of Dane Evans and Hamilton too. And to tie along with Bo Levi Mitchell, where's Dane Evans going to end up if if Bo ends up signing in Hamilton? And um, I don't know. I think they're good quarterbacks. I, I I still believe in Cody Vajardo, but it just may not be in Saskatchewan anymore. Good. I'm not crazy. Well, no, we'll I don't, and I know you've been backing him. Yeah, I, I've seen him play too many really strong games to just give up on the guy. Your questions next with the voice of the 109th Grey Cup, Rod Smith, right after this. You're watching on Game Plus Television, your favorite podcast platform, YouTube Live, of course, and on the key, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. How about that? That's hot. Approved. Let's go. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. New York Fries is a proud member of the Calgary community. And to give back, they're hosting free public skating opportunities at ice rinks around Calgary. Open to families and the general public in support for Kids Sport Calgary. Visit FamilySkateYYC.com for a full list of times and locations. Presented by New York Fries. We are live from Ballers Rec Room. As you see, that's just outside Mosaic Stadium. That is where the 109th Grey Cup will be played this Sunday. Rod Smith will call it. He joins us from TSN. And there's a machine gun of questions coming. So before I get to yours, can I just say the Kelsey's Roadhouse? What's the story behind those ads that you're the voice of? Do well, you get free steaks there? Or? Uh, no. I well, <laughs> It's funny. I do remember. I, I'm, I'm kind of. You know, you might think I'm crazy. I'm a little bit bashful about that, just going out. Why? Asking for, I don't know. I just am. I just so so. Matt once said we were done a game in Hamilton. And he said, "Let's." He goes, "There's a Kelsey's near. Do you want to?" And I thought, "Sure, let's go to Kelsey's That's after the game." <laughs> so, so anyway, we, we were sitting down, and Matt is, of course, he doesn't care. He's saying to the, he's saying to our this server, is the guy. "You know who this guy is?" Yeah. And anyway, so so eventually, manager comes over, and yes, we do get comped, and but that was that was more Matt's doing than mine. Yeah, so I anyway, love it. I no, love I had it. I had a few friends. Um, one a lifelong friend who used to be in the the company that owned that company and said, would you mind doing some? So I asked my That's bosses and they me. said, fine, because they're advertising on TSN. And that was, that was kind of important because they've always, it's been tricky doing voiceover gigs for competitors for the, that compete against the advertiser on TSN. I, I've been turned down. I've been denied being able to do that for that reason. And I get it. I, I understand it. Um, but this one worked out, and so uh, it's been. And they still run today. And they still do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, Mandy in Edmonton wants to know what you are looking forward to the most this week. Yeah, I. Um, the easy answer is kickoff. Uh, when it begins, there is an adrenaline rush for this guy. Who's I'm a football fan. I'm not a fan of either team. Not a fan of any team now, but I am a fan of the stories, of the game, of the intensity, of the passion. 
I'm a fan of the fact that I, I know these players care. I know there are fans there that care very deeply about what happens in this game. It means a lot. And and I feel that. I get that vibe. It's the same thing. I remember doing some Olympics and got the same vibe, even though I didn't know a lot about swimming, spent a year preparing. But when I finally got into an Olympics, you know, uh, to call an Olympic finals in London, it's something I was trying to describe this to some friends. It's like a tangible commodity in the air. There's this tension, almost like yeah. whether it's oxygen. You know what I mean? It, 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 it's almost like something that physically exists, even though it doesn't. It's a more spiritual thing. You can you feel, feel it. it. <laughs> and when that rush... Anthem, flyover, everything else, fans, that's what I look forward to. The moment when it starts and, and it stays on that level pretty much for the entire Ooh. game. And then I just, I hope it's close. I hope it's dramatic. I love good stories and I love to watch a good well, game. Well, speaking of that, Kevin, my friend Kevin and Airdrie, he's a medium. He says, what's the one game that you would put up as the best that you've ever called? Wow. Because I haven't called as many. Um... Wow, I, I, I'm going to have to, because of the magnitude of the moment, and I don't know if it's the best one I called, it's the one that meant the most, and that was Grey Cup last year. Yeah. And, it, and it, as I say, it contributed in the drama. The storylines were incredible. Right up until, you uh. know, Mazzoli comes in, and talk about, I mean, I, I, I'm always thinking ahead to stories, and I thought, what a spot for redemption when Dane Evans gets hurt. And Evans had redeemed himself um, the week before, um, in Toronto, going 16 for 16 when Steinauer pulled Mazzoli and led them back from a 12 nothing deficit, and they go on to win, and then they go home to, to get another crack at Winnipeg. And Evans gets hurt, unfortunately, and Mazzoli comes in and, and, um, and nearly leads them to a victory. It was a great play by Dietrich Nichols at the goal line on Jalen Acklin. And if, if he's able to complete that pass, if Acklin gets that ball... I'm trying to imagine the story. And this is nothing against Winnipeg or pro-Hamilton. I, as I say, I'm pro-story. And to be there, the long drought, last win, 1999, it was all there. And it was a great bomber story, too. But I just thought the back and forth, the wind, um, the factor it was in, just all those storylines just made it so compelling to me that, as you know from having done so much play-by-play, it's the ultimate way to get wrapped up in a sporting event. You feel like you're becoming part of it as you describe it. And that's just such a cool feeling. And the fans and viewers feel like you are too. Yeah. And that's cool too. Yeah. You know, and, and that and you know what? And that's a compliment. If that's the case, if that's what even if they you know, if they say they enjoy the game or they enjoyed the coverage and they never mention you specifically or anything else, that's that's a huge compliment. If if you were able to help them enjoy the game, yeah. that's all that matters to me. I would you know, so but I, I think I, that might have been the easy one, low-hanging fruit, but I'm gonna I'm gonna no, say No, 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 it's not low but I'm now I'm thinking about it. I remember watching it. In Florida. It was and, compelling. Well, Jeff Reinbold's my dude. Yeah. Special teams coordinator of Hamilton. Oh, I know and, where you're going with this. Well, I feel like he was let go because of their decision to... Tim White, take a take, knee. Take and, a knee. And make and it cons- a three-point game. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and he had room. Well, what really made that worse... So White takes a knee, gives up another point. It looked... If you look at the shot, it looks like he had 15, 20 yards to get it out anyway. They were... The wind was such a factor and they were against it. But lo and behold, what do they do, you know, start, starting further up after he, he conceded the point? They drove the field, and which made it, it was great for Hamilton, but it probably made it more frustrating. If you could drive the field, why did you give up the point? That was the second guessing that went on afterwards, but because then they could have kicked the field goal to win as opposed to need the field goal to force overtime. Big, very big. Yeah. It was the game, actually. Yeah. So for this Sunday, that's where the, like, every game's exciting. Mm-hmm. Every game's exciting, yeah. right? This, but the one thing, I could sit here and tell you my stories forever, but Ken Austin, all year in 2007, and you've been around Ken, you're a yeah. CFL yeah. guy. He's, Ken's special. He's different. He's just different than everybody else. And all every game, when I said, does this game mean a lot to you? Your first game, Kent, is your coach. Does this Labor Day feel the most? And he always said, it's just a game, Rod. It's just a game. None of them are more important than any others. And you know, we hosted a playoff game that year for the first time in 23 years. I'm like, is this special game? It's just a game, Rod. And he looks at you like, you're the biggest idiot in the world, the way he talks to you. And then the morning of the Grey Cup in Toronto, 2007, I'm like, let me guess, Kent. It's just a game, right? <laughs> it's a championship, Rod. It's not just a game. <laughs> How about that? You, he always uh, kept you guessing. You yeah. never. You're always on I your toes you. with I him. I hear you. I know a few people like that. Right. A few coaches. So this, that. and they no matter what a, you say, it's wrong, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> they get a kick out of that. Yeah. So this Sunday, 
Um, we don't know who the heroes are going to be. We don't know how it's going to go, and no. that's what's special about it. It is. Yeah. And you never – and Grey Cups are like – I mean, just someone – you know, as they, as they game plan against each other and they're anticipating, like, you'd be thinking Dalton Schoen. Be thinking Andrew Harris now that he's back. And, of course, you know, Kolaris. And um, those – you know, it could be someone obscure, someone that's hardly had any catches all year. We've seen that kind Not of thing. Not somebody you expect. Exactly. Yeah. And, that, and that, to me, that's – Part of what makes the game so compelling at all. By the way, do we have, do we have time? Just, we got lots of okay, time. Okay, you mentioned Ken Austin. And another, this wasn't a, I, I didn't call this one. This was the legendary Don Whitman and Ron Lancaster that called this one. 1989, when Saskatchewan beat Hamilton. That's one of my, as I say, being detached, not being a fan of either team. That's one of my favorite Grey Cups ever. It was the first one that I attended in person. Were you as a fan or were you working? I was working, I was at CBC, let's see, I was at CBC Radio. And I was just doing filing hourly reports. And one of them... On the uh, final, before the final drive, after the Tony Champion touchdown that I think had tied it at 40 for Hamilton, which was just one of the great catches in the history of the game. I don't know if you remember Champion. He got all... Do I remember? Yeah, I okay. was watching at my cousin Nancy's place. I was in grade 11. Of course, yeah. what do you think, man? Yeah. I'm from here. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh, and for, for the riders, for the... Mar- I mean, yeah. and that was the thing. And that game was so back and forth. And uh, I remember thinking, once again, even then, just loving the story, loving the drama. And I, I had a cell phone, big honking cell phone. And Bill Baker, who um, had been the GM of the Riders and then became the president of the CFO, or commissioner. Yeah. And <laughs> he's supposed to be impartial, but come on. And he's he had a green joked, tie on that day. Exactly. So, <laughs> but I did, uh, I did, we were live on CBC Radio and I gave him the phone. I asked him a question, gave him the phone during a timeout, I guess during that final drive and he was <laughs> shouting into the phone and he was just like a kid. He was just so excited. I guess, yes, for the CFL to have a showcase like this, but his riders are driving down the field. And he, a team he built. By yes. The way. Yeah. And then it was a, who was, uh, was it Bob Poley, the long snapper and Glenn Suter, the holder and Dave Ridgeway, Ridgeway the, the kicker. Team. And I've talked to suits many times about that story leading up to that field goal, but that game was epic. I mean, there've been a few epic. ones that have just been so memorable to me. Uh, well, that's nobody fans that aren't even fans of the Riders and Ticats think that's number one. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then from there, 94 was special. Yeah. Dude. 87 Edmonton, Toronto was all, it was one of those games where if something crazy could happen, it, it, it would happen. Well, you know, you were asking me and these guys have been nice enough to ask about this show. And for six months, we do it from the gray Eagle resorting Calgary. Right. Tom Cochran was on in that chair two weeks ago. And we were talking about this. And I said, Tom, you played halftime of the 94 Great Cup. He remembered. And I said, it says you played Life is a Highway at halftime. He goes, well, we played a few more. Yeah. Um, but That's the song, though. So <laughs> That's yeah. the one everybody remembers. Exactly. That might be my number two. Yeah. That was the Canada-America well, thing. I was just going to say, the circumstances of that game yeah. were huge. With an American-based team that doesn't have to observe the Canadian ratio. They didn't have to have Canadians on their team. And there was a certain amount, for those of us... You know, um, there was a bit of nationalist pride there. And yes, there are American For the whole country, yeah, right? I, for a few. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. For, for all for, of Canada. I mean, sure, there are Americans playing in the BC Lions, but it's different. The CFL tradition has, about, has both and mandates a certain number of Canadians. That's part of the deal. And for BC, take, taking them on, coming down the Pasaglia field goal, I, I must admit, I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't rank that in my top two or three, although the circumstances were um the circumstances were really Buddy, memorable. it did come down to the last field goal then and i'll never forget i was watching it in prince albert because there was a canadian flag waving between the uprights in that end zone yeah. when lou nailed it yeah yeah so i know what yeah. you're saying and to do it on home field to do it at home as well which is yeah <laughs> sold out bc place Absolutely. um oh yeah. five double overtime yeah. montreal edmonton was pretty danny, cool danny machocha running on the field after second down right? <laughs> i know <laughs> and yeah, is he as so. he, he explained it because i asked him about it earlier this year goes, a good coach always stays ahead so. that's what he said he yeah how many ahead, times yeah. do you think he said that oh, yeah, probably many times <laughs> yeah. so um cfl's in good shape as far as you're concerned uh yeah i mean until i hear otherwise i mean i'm not um i'm not as in tune to the the business side of things but all i can say is this i have been a fan for so many years of this game, I grew up with it. And I remember some dark times in the 80s. And I remember 96 in Hamilton when the Ottawa Rough Riders folded and the American expansion yeah. was over. And I remember how dire things seemed to be down to an eight-team league. And we'd already been through it with Montreal. And it, the, the league rallied. It bounced back. 
and uh, and the tradition continues. So uh, from what I see right now, I mean, and and I'm not pro- probably not the best person to ask about the financial, the money end of things, but I mean, there are always challenges. I mean, getting more fans in Toronto. What is happening in BC now has been, and I know Nathan Rourke's a big part of it, but it's showing it can be done. But it can be yeah. done. I think what Amar Doman's done there is is outstanding, and um, and you know at the playoff game in Montreal, I mean maybe in the regular season it's not quite the way it was in the two thousands, but still, I mean I see hope. I always do. I'm an optimistic person, and I you know it, it sure looks like it's in good shape to me. I mean uh, until I see otherwise, until I see evidence that you know that. Um, you know, teams are for sale and you can't find people to buy them or anything like that. I mean, just my observation of it, um, I enjoy it. Well, you're doing a great job. And I'll leave you with this from Randolph, who's watching in Toronto on Game Plus Television. says, Rod is up there with the greats like Pat Marsden, Don wow. Whitman, Don Chevrier, and Great yeah. Cup Broadcasting. And and I would concur, man. Well, I hope- Listen, that is. Yeah. And I, I think the one guy who's been a mentor to me is Chris Cuthbert. And I, those guys are... Uh, to me, I, I thank you for that. That's a huge. You have no idea how much of a compliment that is. Uh, that said, I mean, I grew up Chevrolet, Marsden, Whitman, and and later, you know, worked with CC, who's just called so many and did such a fabulous job. So if I could get even close someday to them, uh, yeah. uh, that that would be a dream. There's a reason you're in that chair. So enjoy well, the you. week and I appreciate uh, it. Take care of the money yes, maker. I will. I will. <laughs> the great Rod Smith. Do we have the Duke next? All right, the Duke. We'll join us next, live from Baller's Rec Room. We'll be right back on Game Plus Television, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You might not be injured if you slip and fall, or you might injure your back, resulting in partial loss of mobility. Take safer steps. Find out more at WorkSafeSask.ca. You are looking live at Baller's Rec Room, site of the biggest and best party this Great Cup week, Friday night. Check all of our social media feeds where you can get tickets. Who do we got coming? Well, Derek Duke Myers. Let's get the camera on this guy. One of my oldest compadres, co-hosts. Remember when we sat and talked about launching this show? Remember oh, that? Oh, man. Come a long so way, long buddy. Ago, so long ago when I got that first text. Hey, I, I'm doing a show. I think I need you to come on. Oh, <laughs> you man. said, what are we going to talk about? I said, we'll figure it out when you get there. Yeah, in your office, your old office there. <laughs> That's right. And we're taking meetings. Uh, this gentleman now, sportscaster to the stars, geologist. Yeah. Now, now a member of the Legislative Assembly in the province of Saskatchewan. So congratulations. I get asked about you a lot. Huh. How's the Duke? I said he is on top of the world. Yeah. Am I right when I say that? You know what? It, it is. Uh, I've had a blessing, literally, and this sounds so corny. I got to be a sportscaster for like a decade, which, let's face it, it's not a real job. We get to go no. and hang out at the rink in the football stadium every day. So that was fantastic. And now uh, doing this and, and working for the people of the province, uh, it it is it is awesome. I wake up every day and go, man, like I'm truly blessed to have had these careers. So yeah, I love it. I yeah, love I'm glad to it. hear that. Now it's fun. You've been with me a lot of these great cups. This yeah. is my 21st, and uh, we started. Holy where where, where, where were we broadcast live from? For sure, we were counting it down in the yeah. break. Vancouver was the most memorable 2011 for yeah. a myriad of reasons. And go. Well, we did Vancouver. What was after that? Toronto 2012 was also great. Of, of course, fun. 2013 here was, I mean, that, that's the cherry on top. If you're, if you're, if you're a rough covering rider fan, the riders yeah. and at home and last one at Mosaic Stadium, you know, the old Mosaic. And I mean, yeah, that was as good as it gets. But we were also involved. I mean, like, like think back to, to 2009. Uh, you know, when you 13th go back, man, Calgary, 13th yes, man, Edmonton, uh, freezing, like absolutely freezing the berries off out there in Edmonton. <laughs> that one. I mean, people always say, oh, it's going to be so cold in Regina. Evidently, they weren't at 2010 Grey Cup in, in Edmonton. It was ridiculous. That was awful. Um, so, yeah, it's been well over a decade. We're approaching. I think this is going to be my eighth or ninth um, Grey Cup. Well, so, God bless yeah. you. We got to get you down to Atlanta sometime. What do you say, Ryan O'Radio? He's flying the ship down there, WQEE, right now, or South Florida, where they, where they love football. And they're enjoying these stories. Um, but I should 
ask you this, yeah. uh, the game Sunday. Have huh. you thought about it at all? I have. I have. And I think I'm in the in the boat that most people are, and that is not the boatman's boat. <laughs> um, you know, Win- Winnipeg. Winnipeg just looks. They, they, this is a really, really good football team, and I know I'm going to have to wash my mouth out with soap after saying that, but there's not a lot of holes in there. The only, the only kind of X factor is uh, it's a one-game and if Andrew Harris is healthy and, and appears to be, you know, after last weekend, uh, that man carries a pretty big chip on his shoulder, and he has shown the ability over his career to be able to, be able to take over a game. Um, so, you know, if, if Toronto can get him involved early and, and utilize him, I think that makes a massive difference to keep them in it. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, when you just go from, from Caleros to that receiving court, to Willie Jefferson, Adam Big Hill, um, you know, the experience that that, that team has, O'Shea has, Richie Hall. I mean, uh, how, how many rings does Richie Defensive Hall Defensive coordinator of Winnipeg has five? Like, it's like him five. and Tom Brady kind of up Close. there for, for championships. He's, he's that guy. Um, there's a lot of experience on that Winnipeg sideline and, and on that field. And, boy, it's, it's a tall order for Toronto for sure. Uh, okay. I just opened the 902 line. 902-518-3033 to, for the first time today. So you can text us right here. Uh, from Allie in Edmonton, she says, Morning, RP, Duke, and everyone really enjoying this week of Grey Cup chat on the show, watching live on break from Edmonton. Enjoy the week. Thank you, Allie. I appreciate that. She could be here. It's a seven-hour drive. I know, right? Jump in the car. She the want to. Good. She's good. <laughs> She's good. Tucked away in the warmth. Uh, Jeff Gordon in Yorktown, Sask. Road whites for the Bombers, as they typically are the away team at Mosaic and have won lots in them. Just a random take. Uh, do we know what the jerseys will be? Um, when do they announce that? I think I think uh, Winnipeg's announced they're going to wear the whites. And the Boatmen, I believe, and I don't know this for fact, but might go dark tops with the baby blues on the bottom. Okay. Yeah, the powder blues. Kind of like the Bulls- show wonderful uniforms and color schemes. Yeah, you know what? I might break out, and and you might like this story, but I still have, from 1991, my Toronto Argonaut number 25 Rocket Ishmael jersey. Ragib. And I remember coming to the game here. And we were, we were the very top on the west side. Like, I was the last row. Dad brought us, and I think my brother and sister. And we went into the rider store. Remember, it was just like that little corner, you know, bunker that was uh-huh. the rider store back then. And they were selling rocket jerseys. And John Candy was here walking the sideline. Like, like you want to talk about the Popa Chili Town. I interviewed him. Fr- I mean, what, what an experience. What, a, what an excitement around. And, uh, and Dad caved and bought me the, the Rocket Ishmael jersey. And I still have it. So I might have to break that out. That'd be a great uh, idea. I don't, I don't know that I'd, my grade nine body and my uh, 45-year-old body here are quite the same, but I could probably stuff Here's myself the into it. Stop the presses. <laughs> we were in Phoenix, Arizona, or specifically Glendale, Arizona. Same year, 2011. 2011. Like a week, a week Ooh, after that great cup, we were days. watching the Dallas Cowboys. We aged 10 to 20 years in oh, 10 man. days. Uh, anyways, Dallas Cowboys at the Arizona Cardinals. And if you remember, that was when Jason Garrett iced his own kicker. Yes, I do. And we lost in overtime as yes. Cowboys fans. And you ripped off your Deion Saunders, Sanders Cowboys <laughs> and you threw it. And I'm like, no, 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 you're going to get us kicked out of here. And the security guard grabbed it and brought it back up, back up to you. Yeah. That's how nice they are in Glendale, yeah. Arizona. Yeah, that was very hospitable of them after they had just stuck it to us Cowboy fans. Yes. Yeah, in overtime. That was like a big run off, right off tackle in overtime. Oh, man. Yeah. Craig in Calgary says, Bo Levi Mitchell coming in and executing during the fourth quarter two weeks ago shows how strong his arm is and what a tactician he can be. He just needs his receivers to get with him again. That's from Craig in Calgary. And on the heels of that, Kirk Watching in Saskatoon says, who, in your opinion, is going to be playing quarterback for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders next season? Is it possible Cody Fajardo returns? You know what? I, I just don't think so. I mean, um, Cody Fajardo, by all accounts, is a really nice guy. Uh, but he just has not been able to get it done over the last couple of years. And I've said it from the start of this year. Cody Fajardo is, a, is an average quarterback in this league. And, and that's not a shot at who he is. Um, that's just a shot at, at, at the talent. He had, he had a horrible offensive line. They, they couldn't protect him. And, and you could just see that it affected him. 
And I, I just don't think he's back. I don't think under any scenario do you run back that back. Uh, is Mason Fine the guy? Uh, I mean, it's hard to tell again if you don't have an offensive line. Jake Dolagala, I mean, when I saw him in there, I mean, that's a big kid that's got a wicked live arm uh, that, that a guy would like to have a look at. I think one of the biggest things is, and, and I don't know how much it's going to get talked about this week, is, is the salary cap and the staff cap and the ability for these guys not to go down to the States and recruit like they used to be able to recruit. And I think it's really showing up right now. I mean, we've got one or two quarterbacks that you would consider stars. Remember when the league was really, really humming? You had Calvillo and Ray and go back, Tracy yeah. Ham, Damon Allen, all these guys, Ken Austin, even Darian Durant, electric quarterbacks. And, and we just don't have that at the present time. Nathan Rourke, I mean, looks like, well, what if he's gone next year to the NFL? I think, I think the league has to take a hard look at what they're doing when it comes to this, this cap on staff and the, the abil- not ability to go down and ha- have these training camps ahead of time. I mean, we went to Florida there with, with Chris Jones. I mean, and you see the work that can be put in and you see the, the difference in the product on the field. And I just think they got to get back to that. So when it comes to the Riders quarterback, uh, I, I just don't think we see, we, we see, um, we see him back. What happens in Hamilton? If, Bo, if Bo Levi indeed does sign there, although I see he's talking about waiting for free agency anywhere, but you know, is it a Dane Evans? Is it uh, what's a big tall kid there? Tim, uh, where? Schlitz. Matthew Schiltz. Ma- Matthew Schiltz. Thank you. Tim Schlitz. Sounds like I don't a, know what you're sounds thinking. Like, sounds like a referee from uh, the NHL. But Matthew, yeah, Schiltz. Um, so, so there's options out there. I just don't think, after everything that happened this year, that you can run it back with Cody. Uh, by the way, my cousin Christine is watching in Medicine Hat. And she said that was the best NFL game ever. She said I was at that game. Only NFL game I've been at. So much talking fun. about the Cardinals Cowboys? Yeah. Oh, jeez. I apologize for any condition him and I might have been in. <laughs> we almost got shot in the parking lot after that, remember? Oh, there was an incident. I was in buying the those tall lot. boys. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, there was some. Yeah. There was some From um, some shady looking guys with less than honorable intentions, but they <laughs> yeah. were selling tall boys for like $10 each. Well, we were thirsty. We'll take them. We were thirsty. It's the desert. <clears throat> we're trying to hydrate. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Arizona. Can you th- when, imagine? When, like, what a difference now, 10 years, 12 years later. People can change. For the better. When we come back, you good for one more second? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, whatever you want. We'll talk about tonight's NHL slate. Mm. A little NFL, whatever you'd like, because we turn it over to the viewer in Viewer Takeover next. It's the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, your favorite podcast platform, and on the radio, on the key, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Spicy Bingo. It is the final segment of the RP Show on this uh, Wednesday of 109th Grey Cup Week. We are live from Ballers Rec Room, and let's uh, bring him in, the Duke, Derek Myers. And I wasn't even shocking. We got talking. I haven't looked at the questions, uh, Duke. So aside from the 109th Grey Cup, I'd like to know where your sports viewing menu is these days. I have become a major, major player in the Formula One world. I because of Drive that? to Survive? No, I haven't watched one episode of that. I, I've always, you know, I've, you know me. I've watched every sports all the time or whatever. Uh, but in the last year and a half to two, I have really, really, like I'm watching qualifying. I'm watching the sprint. I'm watching the race tip to tail. Um, yeah, F1, I've become really, really obsessed. Uh, of course, NASCAR still big. NFL Sundays locked in. Notre Dame football Saturdays. Uh, yeah, my right hockey on. viewing is definitely down. It just Why? is. I, it's, you know what? It's kind of like baseball. I'll start tuning in as we start to ratchet it up to the playoffs. But it's just too much filler. I Honestly, like there's just, you know, the NFL, the CFL, every week matters. It, it really does. You know, you can't, you can't blow a lot of weeks. You know, if you're the Dallas Cowboys and you go out and lay a third in the fourth quarter against Green Bay, you might not make the playoffs because you screwed up for 15 minutes. So that matters. The urgency matters. Major League Baseball, I'll watch in the playoffs because every pitch matters. The urgency matters. And same with the NHL. But, I, you know, it's a lot to ask of fans, I think, to invest in 80 or 160 games. So 
Um, you know, I, I'm, that's kind of where I'm watching. Um, you know, the CFL is. I'm always int- intrigued with the off seasons, and I see you got the, the Stampeders Bell. Why, why is there no noise? Why is there no noise going on in this city right now about where Mark Mueller is and the chance of him coming here to be the offensive coordinator for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? Why, why, why are we not talking about that? I hope you don't expect an answer from me. No, no, I know, but like, you know, somebody's got to come here, and that was obviously one of the biggest deficiencies that this green and white team had. I think this the year. name's Kyle Jeffrey. I got this call the other day from one of the insiders. Okay. You follow what I do. Yeah. They said he's going to be the next offensive coordinator of the okay. Rough Riders. He's the only guy in the offensive staff they didn't fire. Okay. Kyle Jeffrey. Never heard of him, but just keep that in mind. I will so, keep that in mind. What, what, uh, what did Lynch say? I saw him on your Instagram. The John other Lynch, disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how much pleasure it brings me to see him pop into my feed. <laughs> John Frenzy, the Don Cherry of football, yeah. was at his house the other day. Bless his heart. That's the way he talks 24-7. Uh, surprised. You know how he talks. I love it. Did you, he, you weren't with me in Arizona when he came on that sports trip, were you? No. I think he came because you didn't. No, and he I co-hosted did not. with me. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. listen. Let me tell you one thing. We are going to go to Atlanta for Ryan O'Radia. That's flying the ship right now at WQEE. The NHL scouts in the saddle okay. are saying when I see them in the press box, they're like Atlanta. Hmm. Are you going to go to Atlanta? Are you going to visit Atlanta? I said, absolutely. Why wouldn't I? Great sports town. Fantastic. But I've only been there sporadically, not for long periods of time. South Florida, different story. So. So, mm. like in Alberta, where they talk flames, orders, orders, mm. flames, flames, orders, orders, flames. Yeah. Or here, where it's rough riders, rough riders, rough riders. Can yep. you imagine a place where it's dolphins, 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 dolphins? Wow. 24-7. Win or lose. I mean, not only do they have an exciting team, like at Tua's chucking it all over, but when you get Tyree Kill and, uh, and uh, Jalen Waddle. And you can just tell people, are get, that guy gets up and does the waddle. My six-year-old's like, Dad. Everybody's into it. Oh, my six-year-old's into it. He wanted to watch the other day, so he's getting into football now a little bit. He's like, Dad, I want to watch that Dolphins game. Like, I know. there's a buzz. Personality. Yes. They're like it. cheese whiz. They've it. got personality. I was talking to a guy the other day he, uh, from South Beach, yeah. where you've been, right? Yeah. And he goes... <laughs> I would just send Tyreek Hill on a streak every play. No, they can't cover him. No. He runs 21.5 miles an hour. So the point is, if I wear a Dolphins hat, a shirt, anywhere to get gas, it's like here. You go anywhere, it's, what'd you think of the game? Yeah. Should Tua play? You know what I mean? It's just, it's 24-7. There's three all-sports radio stations, and all they talk about is the Dolphins. They have a Major League Baseball team there, Derek, but you wouldn't know. They have a hockey team. A pretty good hockey <laughs> they talk team. talk more about the Panthers on that particular station, WQAM. But you know what it's like in Dallas. Like, it's the same yeah. thing. Like, it's like, you know, they got baseball teams. They got basketball. It's Cowboys. It's Cowboys, Cowboys, Cowboys. You, you can't miss it. I, it's King. Yeah. You know what? Shout out Jake Kaspersky. Uh, guy lives in Regina here. Massive Miami Dolphins fan. There are a few. There are some. But, yeah, Jake Kaspersky, uh, I, I've had the pleasure to meet him. And his garage is a bit of a... Uh, a northern Mecca to the Finns. I'll say that. It's interesting. It is an interesting area right here, the rectangle. Because what popped into my mind, was he a Kaspersky from Weyburn? No. The- no, not the sports <laughs> star. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Where Lonnie Hoyam first uh, cut his teeth selling skates. Yep. Oh, I know it. Yeah, Kaspersky's. Uh, <laughs> my dad used to date. It's a long story. Used to date. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Mandy in Edmonton. She says, I miss John Frenzy. Please bring him on as a guest, RP Show. We can't, and it's not up to us. Please <laughs> stop asking. I say that with all respect. If it was up to us, we would. Believe me, we would. And for the people in Atlanta right now, the biggest Falcons fan around here is producer Clark. Did you know that? I did not know that. The good times, yes. the bad times. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. So he's uh, like a 28 to 3 is a haunting number for that guy. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> We don't bring that up. Um, Oleg in Winnipeg says, I'm surprised Florida's not talking about Paul Maurice and the Panthers. Some sections of South Florida are talking about Paul Maurice and the Panthers. They're getting great crowds. But I watched those games. They beat Washington last night 5-2. And did you come with me to South Florida? You weren't on that trip in 2015. Oh, it's so great. That arena is so awesome when it's full. Uh, And, again, when you talk about exciting, I mean, they've got – in fact, I think the entire NHL, it is as good a product as I've seen in a long time. With yeah. the excitement, the dynamic 
players. And every night you could tune into Sports Center, uh, and and it's going to be a goal that you go, wow, like how did that guy do that, or who is this guy, or you know, it used to be once in a while you'd see, you know, every single night yeah. McDavid, Barkov. Even Patrice Bergeron, like all these guys, and, and I've you know we've heard Gretzky talk about it. He's like, these guys are doing things that we never even would even tried back in the yeah, day. But it was better then. Yeah. But well, eh, it was. But I listen. I hear this a lot, especially being in Calgary, which is a hockey town. Yeah. They're like, well, the woke NHL, the woke WHL. I won't watch it, and I'm like, well. I just love it too much. I couldn't not. Wa- I could not, not not watch it because there's not enough grind to it. There's not enough dirt yeah, to the it. Political last minute of play in the RP show. The politically politicized oh. hockey leagues, sort of like the NFL. You know, they were doing their thing, yeah. particularly during the pandemic. And now, if you notice, they aren't. Right? There's not as much political infiltration of okay. NFL games yeah. as there were. And I'm not sure there is. I don't notice that stuff in hockey. I'm just telling I, yeah, you what I, I, I hear. I haven't either. But, yeah. I mean, when you're in the cities uh, that have you the hear teams, it more. I, for sure. Right. For sure. Okay. Duke, I appreciate you coming down. Hey, it's man. a nice surprise. This is awesome. Give my best to your boss. You know, I love him. I will. I'll say hi today. The, uh, the old Scotch Meister. Okay. <laughs> Thank you to uh, Rod Smith, Dave Naylor, Farhan Lalji, Derek Myers. That's quite the lineup. That is a there. heck of a lineup. A great job, producer Clark, lining him up. I have no idea who's coming in tomorrow. <laughs> so tune in, noon Eastern, right here on Game Plus and WQEE, and have a safe 24 hours, everybody. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.